following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. We've got a great service uh, here in the next few moments as we continue on this journey together. Uh, today we slip into the month of Adar. Uh, here we've actually entered into it Wednesday or Thursday night. We'll be talking a little bit about that. Uh, I won't be long here talking. That's why the team stand here with me. Because uh, today we're going to be functioning as priests. Touch your neighbor. Say, if you weren't here last week, I'll just go ahead and ordain you as a priest. Just go ahead and put your hand on it. You're, you're a priest unto the Lord. And uh, so in just a moment, after we kind of talk just for a few minutes... Then we're going to have an interactive service where we'll, we'll, be, we'll be worshiping and we'll make decrees out of worship uh, because something today will shift. Something will change. We'll move into another blessing of another month. We'll, something supernatural will happen. So go ahead and touch, you, touch somebody beside you again say, today's not an ordinary day. Tell them, today's not an ordinary day. I was encouraged. I'm always encouraged when the Lord confirms something, but... Uh, as I was out traveling in Alabama this week, and uh, uh, by the way, I'll just tell you one, one other thing. I want to add to this Alabama thing. God, God is God. I mean, I know we know that, but I mean, like, like God is really God. We were, uh, we were staying in this little uh, retreat center. They let us stay for free in cabins down in Headland, Alabama. I don't know if you know where Headland is. They, they don't get Saturday Night Live till Tuesday. It's like, it's like we're, we're, we're in Headland, and I mean, totally isolated. I mean, you've got to want to go to the place we were at. And these cabins, and they let us stay for free, and what a blessing that was to the people that owned the place. And so we're standing out in the middle of the woods, basically, and they've got this little retreat center where they, where they pray. And uh, so we're, we're, we're there traveling in and out there, driving to these counties every day to pray for government officials, and then at night to these meetings. And uh, the second day we were there, we noticed some men... Uh, that were like praying. They looked like they were praying men. They, they would walk around the property a little bit, and then they would go to this center area and pray. And so we thought, well, let's go up there, and maybe they'll, they'll let us pray with them. You know, we'll have a prayer meeting. And we had a spare moment, and so we walked up there, and uh, we said, hey, you guys mind if we pray? And they said, well, of course not. Let, we, we pray. We're, we're, here, we're here specifically to pray. And so uh, they said, let's pray together, and if, whenever you feel led, you jump in. And we said, all right. So one of them got on the keyboard, one of them got on the guitar, and as soon as they hit the first lick, the glory of God filled the room. I mean, it was a, it was a man there mentoring six young men who were coming out of addiction and different things and, and discipling them. As soon as they hit the first lick, the glory of God filled the room. We prayed an hour, and it felt like five minutes. And so we stopped, and we said, and we well, then we said, hey, guys, thank you so much, you know, for letting us come. They said, oh, we knew you were coming. I said, what do you mean? He said, we know who you are. We're from Houston County. We've been praying for all in 2020, and we heard you were staying here. We've been waiting here for three days, fasting and praying, waiting for you to show up so we could pray with you. God is moving. And so I, I've been studying a little bit, looking into this coronavirus, you know, because I want to make sure we're well prepared for what's happening along those lines. And 
Rick Joyner's put out some good stuff, so has Doug Addison. And so uh, last week we talked about how as priests, we're able not only to worship God, but to stand against things. And I was really encouraged because Rick said that he was going to bring a message last week to his church, and he just didn't feel right about it. And he said, God, this is not the word. I, I got something good prepared, but it's not the word. And he said that night God gave him a dream. And he said in the dream he was at a high school desk, and the Lord walked in to him and basically said, teach this to the people. They need to know who they are. And he said they need to know that they are priests. And so I want to stay on that line as we slip into the month of Adar. So as priests, in just a moment, we'll go back into worship. We'll be worshiping God, and then we'll be making decrees out of our mouth as we slip into this next season of blessing that God wants to bring upon our lives. But let's look at these scriptures real quick. Revelation 1, 5, and 6. We covered this last week. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us in his own blood and has made us kings and priests unto his God and Father. We've got to realize as the body of Christ and the body of believers, we are priests unto God and we have a priestly authority and a priestly power and priestly access unto God to begin to extend his kingdom blessings to our family, our neighborhood, our sphere of influence, and to a city and a county and a state. This is very important that we realize who we are in this season. Now, last week we talked about as priests that we literally have the access to the heavenly throne or the heavenly realm to worship and access God. And that how worship and praise was so important. I've been also re-looking at some of my old friend Bob Jones who's going to be with the Lord, some of his teachings. And he said, I love praise because during praise I lose my mind. He said, when praise gets radical, I literally lose my mind. Isn't that a good thing? Because he said, when I get into an atmosphere of praise, I start saying things and doing things that my mind didn't come up with. They're not coming out of my mind. They're coming out of somewhere else. And so it's in this place of praise and worship, I lose my mind. Touch your neighbor on the hand and say, won't you go ahead and lose your mind today? Tell them, won't you just go ahead and lose your mind I'll never forget when I first started, when I first started my spiritual journey with the Lord, some of you may have experienced this, I had such attacks against my mind. Anybody ever had some of that going on? Just pure panic and fear and phobias. And my brother Dan lived in a state way away from far from me. And I'd call and talk to him for hours. And he would kind of talk me down off the wall, you know, like just said, hey, you're going to be all right. It's just, you'll get through this. And finally one day, Bev was sitting there with me. I said, Bev, I just feel like I'm losing my mind. She just looked right at me. She said, well, why don't you just go ahead and lose it? She said, why are you fighting it? I said, what do you mean? She said, why don't you go ahead and lose your mind and get the mind of Christ? Touch your neighbor and say, I'm ready to lose my mind and get the mind of Christ today. So we knew last week that's that the, the different atmosphere that's here today is what? Priests are stepping into their calling. Did you feel the difference when you walked in today than when you walked in the... What happened, it's not just because we're doing it's because people are stepping up, stepping in, moving forward. And this is creating and changing an atmosphere that's very important. Why? In the days we're living in and in the days ahead, it's not just going to be cool to have good praise and worship. It's going to be imperative. We're going to have to know how to live in this realm that we're accessing because th this...
This coronavirus, it's just the beginning, and it's just a test. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but this coronavirus actually was something manufactured for war. I mean, this isn't something that came out of nowhere. This is a biochemical release in China that had been manufactured for war for the purpose of killing people, and it accidentally got out. Now, it was an accident. This is proven. I've been studying. It was an accident. They didn't mean to let it out, but it had been prepared for a time of war to be able to destroy populations of people. And see, these kind of things are spoken about in, in, in Matthew. It says, in the kingdom age that we've just stepped into, there will be wars and pestilence and plagues and rumors of things all around the world. This is prophetic timing that we're in. But I got good news. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. This is God's darkness will cover the face of the earth, but when it does arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord will be seen upon you. This is that season. This is where we're at. This is where it gets real. This is where the civil war comes into the church. Those that want to live up here and those that live from down here. My old friend Bob Jones says, Sooner or later, the gray has to surrender to the blue. That's the Civil War. Now, I'm not trying to come against our Southern heritage. I'm just saying, the gray matter, soon we will have to surrender to the Spirit. Because this doesn't get the job done. All this does, when, with, when the coronavirus is, is made news, all this does for me is worry, fear, anxiety, and so I have to get out of here and get down here because up here I'm just hearing all this negative stuff. But when I get down here, I just got a feeling it doesn't matter what's going on. It seems like it is well with my soul. You with me? So yes, we have our priestly duties to access God, but it also is to stand against things. Look at number 16 real quick. So Moses said to Aaron, take a censer and put fire in it from the altar. Put incense on it and take it quickly to the congregation and make atonement for them for the wrath has gone out from the Lord. The plague has begun. Then Aaron took as, it, as it Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the assembly and it already the plague had begun among the people. So he put in the incense and made atonement and he stood between the dead and the living and the plague was stopped. Now, see, in the next few moments, here's what's going to happen. We're going to get into a place of worship, and when we do, in the spirit realm, you and I are going to be priests, and we're going to be standing between the dead and the living. What do you mean? There's people in this room today who are facing life and death situations, whether it be physical or mental or emotional or spiritual. There are people in our community today facing life and death situations out there with addiction and disease and different things coming against them. But as we begin to praise God today and make decrees out of our mouth, not just me and you and our family, but we will be standing between the dead and the living and people will be saved and people will be spared because of what you and I do in this moment together today touch your neighbor so I feel like I'm finding a purpose now here's where it gets exciting to me this lines up exactly with this month this month of Adar means deliverance strength joy and supernatural provision 
Is there anybody here that could use some deliverance, some strength, some joy, and some supernatural provision? The story we read about this month is the book of Esther. This is the story that goes with this month. In the month of Adar, we read about Esther. If you don't know the story, this is when the Jewish people were about to be destroyed because of a man named Haman. That's the, that's the Jewish tradition right there, is anytime you say Haman, you have to move. So there was a man named, and he, he, he plotted to destroy the nation of Israel. And his plot and plan released the king to make a decree, actually, that would have brought destruction. But in the midst of that, God had a bride. Her name was Esther. Now, now, (laughs) that's Alabama tradition. Now, in this story, it's powerful because God is not mentioned in the book of Esther. God is not mentioned, his name is not mentioned one time in the book of Esther, which tells me even though God is not being talked about, even though God may not even be perceived by the people, God is moving when you can't even see God or know what God is doing in a situation. And God raised up Esther and sent her before the king, and she stood between the dead and the living and reversed the curse. And what the enemy meant for destruction, the Lord turned it around and brought a victory for the people of Israel. And that's what we celebrate this month. I prophesy what the enemy meant for your destruction, what the enemy meant to take you down with. This month, the decree will switch, the curse will be reversed, and God will turn the situation around in this month in Jesus' name. Esther 4.14, for if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. I believe we, word alive, you and I, we've been called to the kingdom for such a time. A time is this. And so we're going to step into this today, step into this priestly anointing, this priestly power, and we're going to begin to worship here in just a moment, and then we're going to make four different decrees. We're going to worship into deliverance, and then we're going to decree deliverance, deliverance over our, for all of our personal needs, deliverance for each other, deliverance for our territory, that there's going to be a spirit of deliverance, that the plots and the ploys and the hidden schemes of the enemy are going to be exposed and turned around and curses are going to be broken today in the name of Jesus. Can anybody say amen to something like that? Two, we're going to worship, we're going to make decrees about strength because God's going to strengthen us. This is what this word, this, this word means The word adar comes from adir, which means strength. God is going to strengthen us today in the spirit. Something's going to have, we're going to have a spiritual exchange. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. There's going to be a spiritual exchange today where we're going to have a supernatural strength from God come inside of us. And then there's going to be a spirit of joy released. Because Purim, Purim is the month 
where it's supposed to be a double portion of joy released. Like you get a double portion. Touch your neighbor today. Tell your face that you got some joy. Tell them. Tell your face you got some joy. Joy. Joy is going to get released today. Why? The joy of the Lord is our strength. The word Adar is kuf, K-U-F. This is the, the month Adar. Now, here's what's interesting. I'm convinced. I was listening to my old friend Bob Jones again, and he's, he's out there. He's wild, but I love him. He's going to be with the Lord now. But he said this, and I believe it. The enemy of the Spirit moving in my life and your life is simply this. Anxiety, fear and worry, and depression. This is really our main enemy that tries to stop what Spirit wants to do in our lives. It causes us to get all up in here and get into our own mind and, and get, out from, get out from here. It's all throughout the Scriptures. Anxiety. And I thought it was interesting because I was studying this at the same time. And Bob said, you had to know Bob. If you didn't know Bob, go watch some videos on him. He'll bless you. He, he was wild. And he talked pretty funny, but he had a lot of revelation. And he said, well, I'll tell you, I saw those monkeys. And the Lord showed me what they were doing. The guy said, what do you mean, Bob? He says, that's going. As soon as I saw them monkeys... I said, Lord, what are they doing? Lord said, they're knocking off anxiety. He said, why do you think those monkeys are so funny all the time? They keep that anxiety knocked down. No, Bob said, anytime I feel that anxiety coming on me, I just do like the monkeys do and knock that anxiety off of me. Now, I don't, and I know you may think I'm crazy, but this week, a couple times, I was like. And I don't know what happened, but I felt better. I wasn't in a public setting like this, but I was. <laughs> and then I realized "kuf" means monkey, means face, masquerade. I literally believe today anxiety is just going to get beat off somebody today. Somebody's on some anxiety medicine. You're going to be coming off of it today. Somebody's been fighting fear and worry over the future. It's going to fall off of you today. Somebody's been bound up by the enemy trying to keep you out of the joy of the Lord. It's going to break off of you today. So why don't we go ahead and stand up and let's just begin to worship the Lord today. Come on. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.